Hey everybody, welcome to the Everything Dogs podcast. Today we're going to be talking about um, the most important things not to teach your dog. So all of the things that we as trainers absolutely hate. Um, these are things that we've accidentally taught our own dogs. These are things that we've noticed clients have taught their dogs that kind of makes training a little bit trickier for us or things in general trickier for the owners. Um, so we're gonna start off with Corley over here. What's your number one <laughs> least favorite thing that you taught your dog or that someone has taught their dog? So for my personal dog, the thing that if I could rewind time, I would not teach is first a schedule for feeding. Um, he is, he, I don't know how he knows what time it is, but every day at four o'clock sharp, he starts whining and crying and being a brat in the crates because uh, I feed him usually around six, um, but he starts two hours prior, like clockwork. Um, in the morning, super hard for me to get a night where a morning where I can sleep in because he will just start being a pain in a crate. Um, so yeah, if I could go back, I would definitely try not to put him on a schedule and feed him at different times um, every day. Uh, some days early, some days late, some days fast him because he hasn't he doesn't get the concept of fasting, and uh, I think he would probably die on me out of frustration if I were to try to fast him. Um, so yeah, that's definitely my number one. Um, and teaching him what the word food means or are you hungry, or things like that, because. If he hears us having a conversation and we mention the word food or hungry, he's like, oh, what would you say? And I would rather him not know that word. Yeah. Yeah. His, um, he starts early because he knows the time and yeah. it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> it's pretty like, amazing. If you don't have a clock, you start, like you hear him whine and he's, you're like, oh yeah, it's four o'clock. Yeah. So like <laughs> the thing is for us, it's easy to handle, but for the average person, if they were to get their dog in a schedule like that. And if they were to have guests over, yeah, it's not going to work. It's a bit about then, like, before I did this full-time, it was super stressful because um, I couldn't do things off schedule. Like, let's say, like, um, I come home from work, I take him for a walk, and then, like, I want to go have a drink with my friends. I'd be like, uh, I got to work it around my dog's schedule because he's going to lose his mind if... <laughs> that was before training, realistically. But even for the average owner who has an easy dog and doesn't necessarily go through, like, a whole amount of training. Um, I think it's an important thing not to teach us. It's important for your dog to fit around your schedule. Don't fit your schedule to the dog. And uh, that's something that I seriously messed up on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we find it funny, but yeah. It's, <laughs> it's we find it funny, but like you guys can see me fuming every day when he oh, starts. Yeah. <laughs> like fuming. And it's a hard thing to correct. It's really yeah. hard. Like, I've been trying to push the schedule and change it around. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Um, Cass, I know you have one on your list <laughs> that uh, is your absolute least favorite thing that's very teach dog. My number one least favorite thing, this is the whole reason that we wanted to do this episode <laughs> anyways, because I just want people, to, I need the whole public of the entire earth, the population, to understand that teaching your dog paw is the most annoying thing ever. So, um, especially with like a lot of dogs that we see coming to us, where if you've ever had your own, especially large breed dog, um, just constantly giving you the paw for literally everything for like attention or they want food or something like that. There's nothing more annoying than that. Yeah. Right. Um, we see it with a lot of dogs here when we ask them to do stuff, they're pretty enthusiastic about working, but then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you said sit, here's a paw instead. Yeah. How about this? This always gets me treats or this always gets me out of doing certain kinds yeah. of work. So Cass, how frequently do you see this behavior? 
we see it pretty regularly with a lot of our a lot of our board and trains like yeah. especially on the very first day or two mm-hmm. um of us working them because we're using a lot of food right off the beginning so we're keeping the dogs in a little bit higher motivation kind of state um so a lot of them are like they see food and automatically they just start thinking pause the way to get that right? yeah um and for us it's not really a huge huge deal because we're trainers and we know how to deal with that kind of thing but also like but even though it's not a huge deal it's just it's annoying, annoying. <laughs> it's so it doesn't have to be annoying. a big deal it's just annoying it's extremely annoying but one of the big things that i did see with it is that like you get a puppy it's really really cute one of the first things people teach puppies is they teach it sit they teach it paw rarely do they teach it down which is also actually useful but they teach a paw and then you have this cute little lab puppy or this cute little great dane puppy and then in a few months it's this giant dog and it's giving paw to every freaking grandma every little child all that kind of stuff right that's a good point and so today is actually dogs. like the perfect example of that because a dog can scratch your leg by doing paw do- and we have, <laughs> we've had that happen quite a few times and yep. it's never it's never your own dog it's someone else's dog so. exactly exactly yeah. it's uh again it's cute and all but mm-hmm. before you start teaching your dog tricks like any kind of trick make sure their opinions are their obedience is sharp because exactly. it can be fun to teach tricks and stuff yeah. but um prioritize what yeah. you're gonna teach so teach it down instead of teaching paw yeah. so actually with ashton instead of ever teaching paw because i knew for a fact that i didn't want to teach paw to my next dog the trick i did teach him was handstand and he uses that for literally everything so if he did have a paw trick instead he would be so annoyed with that yeah he'd he would offer be doing it. that all the time That's he'd be so offering true. it all the time right yeah. the way he that the way that he offers a handstand when he wants to get out of doing something or he wants to get food yes that's so. a really good point i never yeah. saw it that way yeah. and the thing is like a lot of people, they think paw is cute. So they'll probably do paw more than sit. And most yeah. dogs literally only, they barely know sit when they come in here for yeah. training. Mm-hmm. So if a dog only knows sit and paw, chances are if a dog sits, your reward is not that good. Mm-hmm. But if a dog paws, you probably throw a party. Yeah, you're going to be so, stoked because you give paw. Exactly. And it's the cuter one. So what everyone probably does is they reward the crap out of paw. Yeah. yeah. And now all the dog wants to do and offer all the time is paw. Yeah. And the thing you have to remember is that some dogs are actually hyper gentle. So even if they do give paw, it's not a huge deal. Like we have Birdie here. She's got the gentlest paw of all time. Yeah. She prays. Chet, if he gives you a paw, you will have a black eye. Exactly. Like that will happen. So just don't teach it. Just, you, yeah. don't, you don't know what your puppy's going to grow up to be. So just don't teach it until the dog is a little older and have everything else figured out. Yes. Exactly. Everything first. Yeah. These later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little later. tricks and fun stuff. Like it's actually yeah. a lot of fun to teach, but mm-hmm. exactly. And teach like, um, I know we're still on paw, but you saw what happened with Scooter and me the other day. <laughs> so I've been yeah, teaching... he's got a different level of paw. <laughs> it's full on hug. Yeah, I've been teaching Scooter to give me a hug, so he jumps up, grabs my neck, and holds on. So the other day when he did that, he scratched my face open and it was bleeding like crazy. <laughs> and that's my fault. But that's something I shouldn't teach him, but I like it. Yeah, again, but it's your dog and, like, you're teaching it with boundaries and rules and, like, they're structured around it. It's not just, like, go ahead and jump and give a hug to everybody. Yes. Because even though he came to give me a hug first, it was a Ford Scooter gentle hug. Yeah. Where he was back feet on the floor and he just, like, put his legs on me and I was petting his head. But as soon as you asked him to do that, he just gave you a full-on hug. Yeah. So it's, you can teach it if you can have rule boundaries and yeah exactly moderation in it yeah. exactly do yeah. we have other stuff about paw or should we move to something else i think paw, paw's a big one don't I teach paw just don't that. teach paw pa, and don't teach annoying. a schedule paw's, yes paw's very, annoying. Is very um, annoying um what else do we have oh a good one that we get asked often is why don't we teach stay that is a good one yeah yeah, yeah. stay is a command that we 
us three never teach any of our training dogs or personal dogs for that matter mm-hmm. um what's your reasoning for stay Inesh? it's just unnecessary so there's a common saying in dog training it's just the less you say the easier your dog is going to learn and stay is just an unnecessary thing to, to say especially because there's so many different ways people say stay these days there's stay and then you guys probably see from a lot of the popular online trainers they ah. go teach your dog a wait Oh, my God. For food? Teach your dog a wait. Oh, why you should teach your dog a wait and why you should teach your dog a stay? None of them just make any sense. Like, if your dog is running away and you say wait, um, I get it. I get where that would come into play or if you make your dog wait for food. But it's just too confusing to the dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that not only that, but it's kind of like spoon feeding the dogs for their whole life. Yeah. Instead of them using their brains. It's like, if I ask you to do something, do something until I tell you otherwise. That's... At least my philosophy, I know you guys have a similar one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one less command that you have to teach. And it just makes dogs use their brains. Same thing with food. You put the food bowl down. If the dog goes for the food, use no. Yeah. Like if you <laughs> yeah. don't want, you just say no. And the dog will look at you and be like, oh, okay, I need to wait. Exactly. He's going he's gonna to figure it out himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it just use the dog's brain a little more than... Then teach them stay, stay, and realistically, ninety percent of the dogs have no idea what stay means. <laughs> like they'll they sit, you say stay, and they'll be like bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stay, stay is just useless, and especially because people don't. At least if you're gonna use the word, say it in a normal tone. Yeah. But everyone does that. They're like stay, stay. and then they're walking away and saying stay, and the dogs probably like, it's what are you talking about? Up. What language yeah, are you speaking? Yeah, it is. It Going is. Going stay, stay, it's just amping the dog up yeah. more and more, getting more excited for that release. Yeah, for right? sure. For exactly. Sure. Whereas, like, sit, walk away, and then come or break exactly. or whatever you want to use. And yeah. it makes it easier for the owner to not use that so much as a crush, crutch, because if the dog's already in a down, you're not going to keep going down, down, down exactly. the way that you do with a stay where the yeah. dog is already staying. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So it makes it easier for For me, it's board. a big one. I hate when people use stay. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it just made, like... It's useless when you have that level of understanding of yeah, how to teach things. Exactly. It's basically useless. Exactly. Just challenge your dog a little and make them use their yeah. brains and stop spoon feeding them. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, stay. Stay. We could probably talk about for a long time. Yeah. But we probably have another couple that a lot of people use. Yeah. But main thing when people come in here, they always talk about stay. Yeah. So they I do. think it is important. Or stay we- versus wait. Yeah. yeah the for the stay food. versus I thought wait the weights is they use it more for food. So the whole philosophy behind like weight versus stay is So this is a girl who's uh, <laughs> who's working in a pure positive uh, environment where they use a differentiation where they did this, yeah. of the two so she can yeah. explain the reasoning behind it. So the whole purpose is supposed to be the dog can be recalled out of a weight or can be released out of a weight, but uh-huh. that dog should never ever break a stay unless you physically pick up the leash and say, let's go. Uh. Right? But I don't know a single dog who is trained to the max on weight and stay who can differentiate who can differentiate between the two and if you have pick any trainer in the world who asks their dog to stay and they recall their dog out of a stay they're, they're gonna probably the dog's probably gonna come yeah the dog is definitely gonna come and the, it basically it's your, like you're just using two different words for the same thing yeah and it kind of good. undermines the recall at that point yeah mm. it does mm. it honestly at the end of the day humans don't know the difference between there there and there so, <laughs> so your dog is not gonna know the difference between stay and wait like why even do that it's just so so ridiculous oh my god <laughs> Speaking of recall, we have a pretty good one that uh, has been brought up a few times in the conversation between us. Yeah, um, yeah this is, uh, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. And for you two who do a lot of uh, off-leash stuff, I think 
the table's yours yeah. and go nuts. <laughs> yeah, if there's a certain topic that makes me want to pull out my hair, that's it's, <laughs> it's, it's the topic of emergency recall. So the whole idea of an emergency recall is your dog knows a come command, right? Let's mm-hmm. say your dog knows to recall on a come command um, and then your dog decides to blow you off one day. The premise of an emergency recall is that you teach your dog this specific word. What is it usually? Do you know what here. it is? Here. It's come versus here. Here is usually the emergency. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyways. Because the philosophy is that it like travels further or the theory or whatever. So the, the sound. sound of, yes. Oh my goodness. They have <laughs> never, here, they have never heard us scream come. Yeah. Or just our, our regular yelling of calm is extremely loud yeah it is we yeah very loud. actually uh, we should talk about that later too volume of uh, commands is pretty important that's, that's a good one because everyone is ha- they have no intent behind their words yeah right so yeah. that's pretty one. important too we'll talk we'll about that, that just later um so when people use this come command all the time and the dog is supposed to be reliable and blows off the reliable command the idea of a different command that comes with it it usually comes with like an emergency reward too yeah so yeah. the idea that the dog is going to listen to this different command because apparently you have a stash full of magical pizzas that you're going <laughs> to give your dog when they come on this word, uh, and apparently it's supposed to work, mm-hmm. right? That's just the philosophy behind the emergency recall. I don't know any good trainers that use it, and I think it's definitely just doesn't make any sense. The theory is very flawed. It, the theory alone the theory makes alone. absolutely no sense. It does. It, it just it, uh, Basically, the biggest thing is that... What it's saying is that you're teaching one of the words, so forget the emergency word, the regular word that you use on a day-to-day basis, let your dog ignore that sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And then at least exactly you have a backup word. It's almost like yeah. saying, hey, I'm going to teach my dog sit, and then if he does not sit when I really need him to sit, I'm going to also teach him an emergency sit. <laughs> huh? <laughs> That's what? Just teach him a reliable sit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Teach him a reliable, just overall obedience. Because yeah. if the philosophy behind emergency recall was actually realistic, then you would also need emergency obedience in every other word. Mm-hmm. Right? So it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And like, the reason why we think that theory is so flawed is that how is a dog going to blow you off on the command that you use regularly, but that one word that you use only in case of emergency that he probably hasn't heard in like three to six months. Yes. He's going to be like, huh? <laughs> when he's chasing a deer. When is chasing a deer? Yeah. It's like, I, um, have, I, I can't remember what that means. I, I'm going to keep running. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what come means. The one that I listen to 90 times a day. Yeah. But I do know what here means, which I've heard nine months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it makes literally It's just zero, a head shaker. And the reason I'm frustrated by it is because there are actually people out there that think this works. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to make this sound bad, but if, if there is a train coming, mm-hmm. and I've had this situation happen to me where I've been on a golf course, don't tell anybody, a long time ago, and the golf course has a tr- uh, railroad going right through yeah. it, and the railroad was going through, and obviously, you know, my dogs looked at the railroad because they were never that close to a train before, and they were like, oh, look at, what is that? And I just said, train. I just said, the, I said, come, in like a loud tone, and they all came over, and we were far from the train, but... Mm-hmm. Like, what if the dogs ran at the train? Would I have trusted this emergency recall word to protect my dog from a train? (laughs) So the reason this makes me so mad is that there are people out there that would have used their emergency word after the dog ignored come and ran for the train. Yeah. It would have never worked, right? So that's why, like, we need to drill this point home. It's just stupid. Don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And uh, do we have anything more to touch on for emergency recall or no? I think... I uh, you have anything else to add about that? Where'd you first hear about it? Well, I used to teach it, but... <laughs> uh, 
teach it. Teach it. But Everyone has a dark past. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't know. I was young. I just started. She didn't know any better. She grew didn't up. know any better. But basically, like, the way I taught it was that, like, basically they're taught the exact same. Um, there's really no point using different words. I just, actually, I don't even think I taught emergency recall. I think I just used the word here just because oh. it was louder. But, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, but I always made sure that recall was always taught with higher value rewards when I was doing just a pure positive system. So before I taught a class, if I knew the next week was going to be a recall class, I would say, like, bring steak, bring pieces of cheese, bring literally everything that your dog wow. will die for. That's crazy. Um, just figure out the thing that your dog is most, most in love with mm-hmm. and then use that kind of thing. But that's not necessarily always something that's going to work, right? Yeah. Especially exactly. if, like... I have a beagle and he's chasing down a rabbit, which is what he's genetically designed for. Yeah, exactly. And me having a little piece of cheese is not going to get his attention yeah. whatsoever. Or you yeah. might have an overweight dog that just doesn't give a shit for food. Or yeah, you have a full dog or you have a dog like any, any one of the really genetically fearful, yeah, 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 fearful yeah. dogs that we have that yeah. don't, their stomach just shuts down when they're yeah. when they're in a fear state or an excitement state. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. They just have a different yeah, so focus. What we're talking about here, yeah, yes, it works for every dog. Yeah, yeah true. But especially not on these nervous dogs yeah like especially, especially not, not or high drive dogs yeah i was gonna say yeah. like oh, high yeah. drive or nervous dogs yeah mm-hmm. it just won't work. work actually you know i i will say if it does work show us show us please please and honest i don't know i'll give you guys something i ha- you have it on record <laughs> but, but it has to be like an extremely fearful dog it, extremely, yeah. extremely messed up dog yeah, yeah. it can't be some high drive malinois that's only been trained for its entire life yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it has to the situation has to be realistic like high drive malinois chasing prey you use cum mm-hmm. the dog does not listen and then you use your emergency recall and then, you and then your dog listens recall. impossible yeah. <laughs> i'd like to see it but yeah. that or a nervous dog that gets scared by something and runs away and you call your dog and he blows it off but comes back on the emergency recall i'd like to see it i don't think it i don't think it will ever happen mm-hmm. but yeah all right yeah. Will you talk um, about another command anything else sure so the next one i think is a bit of a side note it's not necessarily a command that you shouldn't teach your dog. It's more of a way to teach your dog. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yep. Um, we see that a lot here when we have either go-home sessions or one-on-ones with you guys is people repeating commands over and over and over and over again, expecting the dog <laughs> to be able to do it. Same thing with names, not just with command, but just with names. Like before the command, they see the name and they try to catch the dog's attention. Like, the dog knows you're talking to him, so by using the name a lot, what I always tell my owners is use the name just for recall, um, because that's when you want to catch the dog's attention. If he's distracted doing something, whatever, there's noises around, their name should be something that they don't mute, but if you repeat their names like a billion times a day, it's going to end up meaning nothing. Um, but all that to say that we have clients that just repeat command a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like a ridiculous amount. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes um, they'll spit fire out of their mouth. <laughs> like, full power. All right, dog sits, 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 sits. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So, yeah, uh, yeah just get used to saying your, your dog's name once. Yeah. If, and if you're doing obedience, don't you repeat your dog's name every time you say something. That's yeah. really, really important. And then the other thing is just say the, the word once. Yeah, just say don't the command it. once. Yeah. Or maybe like a second time if you're going to help them out. If yeah. they're still in the process of learning. But if you have a dog that knows what sit means, you don't have to repeat it a billion times until he does it. Yeah. <laughs> that say just teaches once. them to ignore you. Exactly. And to exactly. choose when they decide to do things. 
Um, that was just a little side note that we thought about because it happens a lot. All the time. Yeah, in sessions. Good. And um, a lot of people will complain to us about their dogs doing something. Yeah. Like jumping, for example. Yeah. Uh, a good example is dogs jumping on people, but then they also tell the dog, hey, up here, and they'll slap their chest and the dog will jump on their chest. Yeah. On their chest. Sorry. So what you should do if you do not want your dog to jump on anyone at all it's probably a good idea to hold off on teaching them a hey up high five kind of command you know when dogs jump and high five you Uh, if you don't like it don't teach it and then when the dog is super super reliable and doesn't jump on anyone Mm -hmm. then you can teach it another good one is i think we talked about barking barking so if your dog is a doorbell barker all the time and you make your dog speak for everything Mm -hmm. that is what your dog just due to the history of the behavior is always going to go to yeah and there's a lot of dogs there are a lot of people i mean that are gonna try to put a name to the behavior so they will use it in certain situations so that they never trigger the word yeah exactly the dog, never does should, the dog should never bark because um because you taught it so it's like it's the middle of the afternoon and i'm gonna go by my dog and i'm gonna say speak and the dog speaks and barks and it's great and then you can't expect him they're expecting the dog to not bark at the doorbell for example exactly. because they didn't say speak. because they didn't say speak <laughs> which doesn't work that way yeah same thing with jumping exactly it's like exactly. it's super satisfying to jump so they're gonna jump whenever whenever they feel like same thing with barking if they want to bark they'll bark whenever they feel like because it's super satisfying exactly mm-hmm. yeah and i don't think we have any other like common commands uh that dogs do opposites of so a lot of people will teach like an off for jumping yeah i'm just trying to think of other little situations like that but not yeah. really like if you don't want your dog on the couch and always jumping on the couch and bothering guests don't teach your dog up here on the couch. Yeah. Don't teach your dog that. It's pretty yeah. common sense, but you'd be surprised how common we hear that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So those are some pretty big ones, and I don't think we have any other uh, commands that we would talk about that no, we don't want I people teaching. That's about it. If you guys think of any, like, mm-hmm. feel free to like give us an idea and leave a comment or whatever. Yeah. Um, to let us know what commands you taught your dog that you wish you wouldn't have, or like habits. Um, feel free to let us know. We'd be curious because this is a lot from like trial and error and personal experiences that we came up with that list. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have different experiences, just let us know and that'd be cool to hear your opinions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good. So I guess we'll wrap up. Um, Casting, I'll just go over quickly sure. everything we went over so they can remember. And next time we'll talk a little bit about what you should teach your dog yeah. to build a properly balanced dog before you start teaching nonsense. Yeah. Which everyone, I know everyone wants to do that, but just get a good dog first. Yeah. And yeah. then teach it. For right. sure, for sure. Cool. All right, awesome. So uh, we highlighted six specific things that we found you should never, never, ever, ever teach your dog. Um, number one, because it's a big safety one, was that emergency recall. So that was our number one thing yeah. for not teaching your dog. Number two is paw. Number three is getting your dog used to a schedule, getting them too used to a schedule. Yeah. Number four is stay and wait or stay versus wait. Number five is repeating your commands. So not necessarily a specific command that we're teaching them, um, but it's something just not to get in the habit of. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and then number six was those opposite commands. So getting your dog to stop jumping by asking it to jump four million times. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so we came up with, sh- with a short list of things that we do think you should teach your dog. Um, these are the most fundamental things that pretty much every dog should be really, really solid at before we start introducing all kinds of other little tricks and stuff. And these things are sit, down, place, and leash walking. We'll get into those things a little bit more next time, but we find that these things are the easiest, fastest way for very, very specific, easy things to do that will give you a really, really good dog um, with less, less 
less than all of those other tricks. And uh, I think a lot of people will be wondering, oh, what about the come command? Because mm-hmm. they're all going to be watching that. Well, most dogs barely can do a sit down place and all <laughs> yeah, that. So the come it... command is a little bit out there for now. Get those dialed down before you do a come command. Yeah, because... I know we talked about uh, recall and things like that on the yeah. last episodes. Um, teaching a recall on a dog is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> and it's a lot of people have a lot of wishful thinking and take off the leash and hope their dog will come back and that's all dogs do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nail those first commands first. Yes. Uh, because if you can't get those nailed, you're not going to get a dog that's going to recall. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. And a lot of these commands also, like, it's supposedly going to be in a controlled area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, recall is usually not... People try to teach area. it not in a controlled yeah, area. Yeah, so yeah. we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. That is completely out of the out of the, out of space for now. Yeah. We're just going to ease the, ease up on those commands first, and yeah. then recall will be later. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool. 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 Uh, yeah, so again, if you guys have any fun experience with things that you taught your dogs, feel free to reach out uh, because... We'd like to hear about it. Um, But yeah. Great. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.